Well, good morning. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us this Christmas morning. Um, let me just get this adjusted. Should have done it ahead of time, but I did not. I was thinking that I would tell you two Christmas stories before before we begin. Um, the first is our text for today. I'm just going to sit down so I can be a little bit more on your level. The first is from our text today. And it comes from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And we read in the word of God. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you that it's Christmas today. And we thank you that we are here together to praise like the angels and give glory to you that you have come. Please bless us through this word. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I was thinking of a story this morning from a few Christmases ago. I was a, I was a young man and we were... It was the night before Christmas, and it was one of those, you have the tension of the holiday is just, it's right there, and gifts are about to be given. And I remember realizing that my family hadn't wrapped any of the gifts. I was the only one that had wrapped the presents, and so everyone else still had to wrap their gifts. And so there was this huge gift wrapping party that my my brothers and my sister-in-laws and my parents were taking part in. I, of course, being the planner that I was at the time, had accomplished my wrapping, but they needed to continue to do it. And since I was mischievous, I was condemned to the basement to go and sleep in the basement so I wouldn't see anything or hear anything that was happening. I was supposed to go to bed. And I remember being down, the basement wasn't, I wasn't just locked in a cellar. I was in a bedroom down in the basement. And so I was in the basement in my brother's bed, sleep, trying to sleep. And I remember that night, I was awake all night, all night, did not get a wink of sleep. The whole time I had two things in my head, the gifts that I was going to get because I was a child and the gifts I was going to give. And I was just so excited that sleep was not an option. It just wasn't. I laid there, I closed my eyes, I tried to think of sleep type things, and I just could not fall asleep. Now, a little confession. I was a teenager at the time, so I probably was past the point of being up all night waiting for gifts. But I was probably around 13 or 14 years old. So it's a little bit of a sad story that, I, that I, I couldn't sleep. But I tell you that story because what happened for me at a young age was very similar to what is happening in this story. It's a story that we read and we, we see the shepherds and we see the angels and we're like, this is just wonderful. 
but I don't think we see how great it is. And this season, I've been obsessed with this passage. I taught it to the CP kids. I've taught it in, in Owana. And I just, I have not been able to get over one sentence in this passage. And so I want us today, as we are beginning our Christmas, we've begun our Christmas morning, as we are continuing in our Christmas day, I want us to leave reveling. I want us to leave worshiping. I want us to leave thankful for what God has done. So why should this passage cause us to worship? And I say we have to look at the angels. We have to look at the angels. And we start by looking at what they proclaim. They start off by telling us who has come. Verse 9 through 12. I'm sorry. We're going to look at what they said in verse 10. And the angel says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. This is how Christ is, this is how Jesus is described. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. After the angel says that, they, they describe in further that Jesus is a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. But what happens next is, I think, the most important thing. The angel worships. The angel bursts forth in praise. And not only does this one angel burst forth in praise, but a multitude. It doesn't say like there was three of them. It doesn't say that four angels resounded with praise to God. It says a multitude of the heavenly host praised God. A multitude. Last night at the Christmas Eve service, Dave, uh, Dave, Pastor Dave shared with the fact that these angels would have been overwhelmingly impressive in their nature. That they would have been fearsome, that they would have been in a way terrible. And so here is a multitude. Simple shepherds are looking upon an amazing display of angelic worship. And I just have to know why. Why is a multitude of angels praising God in the way they were? Three reasons. The first, because rescue was here. Man had been waiting for redemption. God had been waiting to reconcile man to himself. And finally, here in this moment, the angels are saying, it's happening. It's come. He's here. And not only that, they had been waiting. Myself at a young age, I had been waiting for these gifts. I had been waiting to give these things to my family. And I could not hold it in and it kept me from sleep. I think that the angels who were known for giving praise to God round the clock, eternally. I think that they had been waiting. That they had been able to give hints and clues throughout the Old Testament about what was going to happen, who he was, how he was going to come. They had waited to tell. They had been on the edge of their seat for as long as they had been in fellowship with the Lord God. And they had known that the Father was going to send the Son. And here it was. Here it was. 
And he had come. And so I picture the angels just finding whoever they could find to tell. And that's why we have shepherds, one of the lowest of the lows in Israel at the time. They go and find these shepherds and they tell them. And they don't just whisper it in their ear and say, hey, down the road, Jesus is here. They burst forth in praise. They had waited for that moment. It was here. And they were filled with joy. Well, what was the cause of their joy? There was rescue and the time had come. But what was the cause of the angel's joy? And the final reason, and I, I have this little quote that I was going to read from a man who wrote it much better than, than I could. This man named T.F. Torrance, and he was a Scotsman. I won't read this to you in a Scottish accent, but this is what he had to say about that night. He first describes it this way. and He says, God had committed himself to us in such unrestrained love in the birth of Jesus and in such a way that now he cannot abandon us any more than he can abandon himself in Christ Jesus. So that's how he starts and then he continues. That is why the birth of Jesus was heralded with such sublime joy among men and angels. For now that God is with us, the whole situation in heaven and earth is entirely altered and all things are made new. There's one line in there that I love. Now that God is with us, the whole situation in heaven and earth is entirely altered. Their worship was so tremendous. There was so many worshiping because there had never been a day like that day. There had never been news like that news. There had never been worship like that worship. That moment was so different. That they could not hold it in. We know it as one name. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. That was the reason for their praise. God is with us. And the rescue of man was God the Son. A few passages just to usher us in today. John 1 Verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word. This describes Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. John 1.14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In the book of Hebrews chapter 1, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And then Galatians 4. But when the fullness of time had come. 
God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The angels, the multitude of angels, gave forth, burst forth in praise, because everything was changed. Everything was new. This day was significant for mankind, not because a baby was born, but because God was born as a baby, because the Son had come, and all things were new. The angels were filled with that joy, and that's my prayer for you this morning. As you as you go forth in your Christmas day, as you either spend time with family, spend time with friends, spend time with family that might not be friends, spend time with other people, or just spend time by yourself. I pray that the joy the angels had will be the joy that fills you today. That what you would look for is not satisfaction in food or presents or clothing or loved ones, but that Christ would be your highest joy. That you would look to Him and see what He has done. See what the Father has done. See what the Father has given us in Christ Jesus. And that it would fill your heart. And I pray that He would overflow in your life in love, mercy, grace, and generosity to all you come in contact with today. That's my prayer for you. And before we we continue in worship, I just want to encourage you in that. And I'm so thankful that we are able to share this morning, this Merry Christmas morning together. And as the worship team makes their way up, because I I was going to keep it short for you all, because I know it's warm, and I knew that I didn't have much to say other than the angels worshipped. And they worshipped well. And I pray that as we join in worship, as we celebrate together, as we give praise to God, that our hearts would resound with their hearts. That our heads would be filled with the same truths that were in them. And that we, like young Scott, cannot wait to see what is to come. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, thank you so much for your son Jesus Christ. Thank you so much that you are God with us. Thank you so much that you came as a child, but that you have bore the cross for our sins, that you died for our shame, and that you rose for our resurrection in our life. And that just as you took away our sin on the cross, you have given us your life, your perfect righteousness through your resurrection. Bless us this day as we love one another, as we love our families, as we love our neighbors, as we love our enemies, and as we may in fact spend time alone. Help us to be filled with your love. Help us to be filled with the worship that the angels were filled with. And help us to take this love to whoever we come across. It's in your name we pray. Amen.